is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. This is most certainly true. Jesus is alive and death is dead. His tomb is empty and our hearts are full. His promises are fulfilled. The victory has been won. Easter brings fullness and life and joy and meaning and hope into our lives and brings them in fullest measure. Our songs of Alleluia will never end. Join us to worship our risen Lord with this Easter sermon recently delivered at Grace. The Holy Gospel, John's Gospel, chapter 15. The words of Jesus also serving as the basis for the sermon today. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. It's only 120 miles long. That's the same distance as from here to Wisconsin Dells. It's only 673 feet wide. That means you could lay the Washington Monument down inside of it and have only 60 feet on each side from bank to bank. It's only 79 feet Deep. That's a shorter distance than Travis Shaw, Shaw traveled when he hit a game-winning walk-off single in the 11th inning of last night's Milwaukee Brewers game. But you could make it from home plate to first base faster than you could swim from the surface to the deepest depth of the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal is not that imposing of a waterway. Its volume is dwarfed by the size of the Mediterranean Sea directly to its north and by the Red Sea directly to its south. And even those much, much larger bodies of water are dwarfed by the Atlantic Ocean, which connects and flows into the Mediterranean Sea, and the Indian Ocean, which is connected to the Red Sea. You see, the Suez Canal is not all that big. But it plays a big, major role in the world economy. And if you were paying attention about a month ago, you saw on the news a reminder of that. 
as a giant container ship called the Ever Given caught a gust of wind and its bow got stuck onto a bank on one side and its stern swung around over towards the other, blocking traffic in in both directions. And there she sat for six days. A few facts for you to consider the importance, the bigness of the Suez Canal. Every day, 9.6 billion, with a B, billion dollars worth of cargo passes through the Suez Canal. That's 12% of all global daily trade. For six days, less than a week, it was blocked off, and 450 ships had to dock at its north or at its south, waiting for the blockage to be cleared so that they could make their way. You can hardly overestimate the importance that the Suez Canal plays in the global economy. It most certainly is a crucial connection. In the Gospel for today, Jesus tells us about a crucial connection, but he's not talking global economics. He's telling us a far more important, crucial connection. Far more important than billions of dollars is the life and death, eternal life and death connection that he shares with us, that he is for us. There's no more crucial connection than being connected to Jesus. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. These words are hardly difficult to understand. Jesus uses a picture, an easy to understand picture from nature to give us this encouragement. And on this confirmation day, when in our 1030 service, six young men and women will come to the front and confess their faith and and make their promises and pledge to stay faithful to God till the end. I can't think of a better encouragement than these words. But it's not just to those six. Jesus bids us all to recall and, and to celebrate the crucial connection that he is for us and to never take it for granted. When that last windstorm blew through your neighborhood and it cut a branch off of the tree, you were left with few choices. You could either drag it out to the curbside and wait for the garbage truck to come pick it up, or you could chop it up for firewood and and toss it into the fire pit. But once the connection to the life source was gone, there was no putting it back. That branch was dead. Without a connection to the life source, you can't have life. Neither can you. Neither can you. Without being connected to the true vine in Jesus, we can't have life, real life, the life that truly matters and that has no end. We know this. But often we fail to live it. We live our lives as if connections to other vines are the most important. We try to connect ourselves to people in our lives. The people that are the most popular have the most power or prominence, and we think that if we can establish those connections, then we have a full life. 
We think that life consists of what we can make of our own life. The accomplishes that we can the accomplishments that we can make. Or the people who are willing or wanting to be connected to us, we think that that's the way to live. But the problem is that all of those vines fall flat. All of those false vines fail to deliver life that is truly life. They don't have the life source and therefore they can't deliver what we've convinced ourselves that they can. And it's not just when we look for connections in all the wrong places, but it's when we turn the crucial connection that Jesus is into a casual connection. We turn worship so easily into if, when, and how it's convenient. Soon we find ourselves unwilling to sacrifice anything for Jesus. Our life becomes compartmentalized and we do our Sunday morning thing and then the other six and a half days of the week we live for ourselves. We don't find the value or the meaning or the purpose in living our lives for God anymore. Our Christian lives become an exercise of how can we give God the least possible from our lives. That's hardly the fruit that our Savior Jesus is looking for. He says, I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. And just a few verses later, he says, If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. When we don't cherish our connection to Jesus, when we don't treat it like the crucial connection that it is, when we seek hope and life in all the wrong places, we ought to be cut off from the vine and cast into the fiery pit of hell. But that's not the ending that our Savior wants. That's not the ending that God has planned for us. And so he sent Jesus to be our Savior. He sent Jesus to stand in our place and to undo what our sins have done. He sent Jesus to live life perfectly in a way that we never could. God, our Father, sends Jesus to make a crucial connection to us because he knew we never could make that on our own. Not with a million lifetimes could we connect ourselves to him. So God connects himself to us. He does it through the perfect life of Jesus, through the holy and precious blood. He washes us clean. He puts faith in our hearts and he grafts us into the life-giving vine. Jesus' resurrection powerfully connects us to him. And connected to Jesus, his peace is our peace. His victory is our victory. His life is our life. We don't produce fruits because of who we are. We produce fruits because of whose we are. Because God has established this crucial connection to us, now we can live fruitful lives of thanks and praise. Now we have this crucial connection as a gift of God's grace. Jesus says, I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. 
If he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Jesus speaks to us the words of God's love. God's words are that crucial connection. It's through God's words that we receive a message of forgiveness and hope. It's through God's words that we know of the never-ending love of God. It's through his word that we know of the connection that he has made. It's through his word that we grow in faith and become more and more fruitful. All to our Father's glory. Your smoke detectors at home are only as dependable as the battery that sits inside of them. The flashlight that you keep in the nightstand for emergencies, for if the the power goes out, they're only as reliable as the double A's that make the light go on. If you plug the little end of the power cord into your phone but fail to plug the big end of the cord into the wall, you're, you're going to be disappointed when you come back three hours later and your phone is still dead. My children are not very good at plugging in their electronics. They'll play them until the juice runs out and then they cast them aside on the coffee table and go find something else to do. Fast forward three hours, they come back into the room and grab that very same piece of electronics and wonder why the power button doesn't work. Daddy, the iPad is dead. Did you plug it in? Well, no. Well, I think I have an answer for you as to why that iPad is dead. And as much as I enjoy having this conversation on a weekly basis, every now and then I decide to be kind and generous. Every now and then I find their dead piece of electronics and I decide I'll go plug it in so that it can charge overnight. It was on one of those generous days that one of my children came bouncing into the kitchen with a smile on their face. Daddy, the iPad is alive My friends, you are connected to the life source, to Christ Jesus the vine. He has secured and maintained that connection. He has cleansed you, forgiven you, put faith in your hearts. He's plugged you in and now you are alive. You are alive to produce fruits to the glory of the Father. You are alive to serve God and one another. You are alive to find joy in even difficult situations. You are alive to serve God with the talents and abilities he's given you, no matter what vocation it is, no matter what he's called you or where he's called you to serve. You are alive to recognize the crucial connection that is yours in Jesus. You are alive to be an ambassador of Jesus to those who have not yet been connected to the vine. You are alive to recognize life and all that it means and all the hope that it brings. You are alive to live your life in thanks and praise that God has connected you to Jesus and promised you that nothing can sever that connection. You are alive to live life here to its fullest, and you are alive to live forever.
My friends, plug into the life-giving power of God's word. It's through God's word that we can stay connected to Jesus. It's through that word that we can hear and trust and believe in his promises when Jesus says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Remain in me and Jesus will never leave you. Use the power that he's given you to remain in Jesus and it will go well with you. And you will forever be a branch connected to the life-giving vine. Stay connected to Jesus and you will be alive eternally. Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about God's grace or to support the work that we do to proclaim the love of Jesus in Milwaukee and around the world, visit www.gracedowntown.org. This grace is for you.